Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Recorded live. I would say Here's what happens if you go chasing birds. You leave the field. If you go chasing birds now, you leave. Which is going to distract from your field. Okay. So you can't chase birds and drive straight to the Here's what it is. It's just one of those and here's the best comment when things are a little disappointing. Isn't that interesting? It just, you just have to be, I thought, sure, he would be a prom, prom. But I know it was the bird. And you just have to say, isn't that interesting? Now, here's the rest of the story. It says, the sower kept on sowing. See, that was the secret to his success. He kept on sowing. And if you keep sowing, you can sow more than the birds can get because there aren't enough birds. If you keep sowing, there are some birds, but there's not enough. Because the law of averages will work for you. My mentor taught me, he said, you know, there's only nine or ten real nasty, miserable people in the whole world. Now, he said, they move around a lot, you know, and you're liable to... You'll bump into one once in a while. But when you bump into one, you say, there's only nine more like you. I can handle that in the whole world. Now, here's what else it says. The sower now keeps sowing the seed. Now the seed falls, the story says, on rocky ground where the soil is shallow. And the rocky ground where the soil is shallow is not of your making. Because you had excellent seed and you were an ambitious sower. So the rocky ground where the soil is shallow is not of your making. But here's what it says what happens. This time, the little seed that falls in the ground starts to grow. And the little plant starts to grow. But the first Day, it withers and dies. Not an easy thing to watch. You gotta go to the six today? Oh, that's good. Okay. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Good. How are you? Um, a okay. Is Quasar with us this morning? It looks like he's about to get up. We'll see what happens. We'll see. So, yeah, he's moving. So he's trying. 
I'm like, I always sound horrible in the morning because I have the worst allergies. So don't mind me. Honestly, I am not concerned at all. Not one single bit. It's funny because my boss would be like, if I call him, it doesn't matter what time in the morning I call him, he's like, are you just waking up? I'm like, no, we've been over this for years. I have allergies. <laughs> Is it like that in the winter too? Um, say that again. Is it like that in the winter? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, I have allergies all year round. Oh, man. Yeah, so I'm just used to it now. And then... I haven't been taking allergy medicine for two years because, well, I know that I can, but um, when I was pregnant with Quasar, I didn't take it. And now that I'm yeah. nursing, I won't take it. Eh. All so, the I'm stuff like, do for our yes. <laughs> They don't even understand. Not a clue. And then they wonder why we black out when we say take out the garbage and they don't want to take oh, it don't out. Even, don't even get me started. <laughs> They don't have a clue. And I just think that her mom is crazy. She's like, she is insane. <laughs> no, no. They're going to see, though. I'm like, oh, you, you are crazy. Just wait till you have your phone. Uh, I cannot oh wait. Goodness. Oh, my goodness. And I, I, oh. <laughs> they're saying they're, they all do it. Yes, I woke up yesterday. Well, I went, came home, and I don't know what time I went to sleep. But I woke up yesterday, and I'm like, Anaya, just to yell at her, let me tell you something. Well, right now, <laughs> and she's like, what? She was just weak. <laughs> but it was on my mind. Like, when she get home, I'm about to knock her head off. She She's watching the kids this week, and um, she only said Quasar one time and didn't give him any milk. For the whole day. And I'm like, Anaya, didn't I tell you you need to give him milk? She was like, Ma, you said he would get thirsty, so I gave him some water. I was like, Anaya, it has taken everything, everything <laughs> that I have inside of me not to knock you out. <laughs> well, he had to be giving her a hard time. I'm sure he was hungry. Well, she said, well, he wasn't hungry. And I'm like, <laughs> Okay, well. <laughs> I don't know. I was, just, was he finicky that day? What? Yeah. <laughs> she said he wasn't hungry, so I don't know. But now she's on a schedule, hopefully. We'll see what happens. Okay. Yeah, so we'll see. Cross my fingers. I'm, like, counting the days down. Like, she only got four more days with these kids, and hopefully not even that many. So we'll see. Oh, did Madrina go away? Well, yeah, she went away, but she... um. She's sick. Um, she had, like, they said they don't know what happened. She was having, like, seizures. And, um, yeah, last week, and she couldn't, she had to be rushed to the hospital, and they couldn't figure out what was wrong with her. And her family's saying, like, she can watch the kids again, but this is it. She can't take any more children. You know, after the one starts to go to preschool, she can't take any more kids. This is it. Okay. So she's not happy. She's so depressed. I'm like, oh, Nina. <laughs> so, yeah. So she's like, I just want my children. And she's going away to Mexico today, actually. And I said, are you excited? You're going to get to relax. She's like, no, I want my kids. I'm like, okay. <laughs> she's so stubborn. 
So we'll see, but she's, yeah, they told her that she can't do it anymore um, after this. So well, well, you know, you got to, she's got to take care of herself and, and follow the instructions and all like that stuff. Yeah, that's what I told her, too. Is she watching 13 kids? I told her she's crazy. What? Good Lord. Oh, yes. no, no, no. <laughs> she gets. She gets referrals back to back. She's been doing it for years, and she's just she's just good and she's cheap. Everyone loves this. Wow, that's a blessing. Yeah, and that's why she's like, I just want my children back. I said, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but she's expecting a granddaughter, so hopefully she'll calm down a little bit. We'll see. Well, she probably will. I hope so, because she needs to rest, a little lady. <laughs> and she's probably gonna take care of the grandbaby too. Yeah, she. Yeah, I said hopefully she'll. She's supposed to be. Um, I think two or three children are leaving for the. You know, after the summer, so hopefully she'll. You know. She'll okay. listen to her family. So we'll see. We shall. Yes, we shall. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Let's pray and let's get started. I'm ready. Okay. Lord, we thank you for today. We thank you for uh, waking us up. We thank you for keeping us throughout the night. We thank you for keeping our families. We thank you for blessing our finances. We thank you for blessing everything that we put our hands to do, oh, God. We thank you that um, your daughter Tasha's book will be a major success, that it will exceed her expectations, it will exceed her thoughts, it will exceed everything she ever asked or could have imagined concerning this book, oh God. We thank you that it will even exceed my expectations and everything I thought or imagined with this book. We thank you that it will touch the hearts and minds of many, that it will uh, help people who have stones, stones in their hearts due to hurts and pains and the trials of life to be uh, tender, more tender to you and more tender to their loved ones. God, we thank you that this will be a book where everyone can see themselves and it will desire change in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord God, we thank you for being who you are. We thank you for your loving kindness. We thank you for your tender mercies upon us. And we ask that you continue to bless our day, that you continue to order our steps, that you continue to um, order the steps of our loved ones and to be present on this line and lead and guide and direct this entire endeavor in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay. So. Hold on. Real quick, hold on. I'm sorry. Okay. Oh, oh. <laughs> no, I had to pull my nose. I had a oh, okay. oh, they're still both knocked out, so that's a oh, good thing. Okay. Well, that's <laughs> good. So, um, uh, I'm trying to remember where we last left off. Uh, um, I know that we were talking about um me going finally making it to Miracle Air and staying there. I told my story about that. Um, 
And then, you know what's so funny? I just wanted to, I, every, since we started doing the phone calls, I've just been thinking and thinking, like, oh, my goodness, I want to remember to say this. I just wanted to add one thing. Um, I don't know if I told you that when my mother was kicked out of the house, her mom had passed away when she was 18. So her stepmother was living in the house. Yeah, and it was her it was her stepmother and it was her stepsisters living there. And then my mom um got pregnant and when she got pregnant, um my dad her father told her she had to leave and she got kicked out of the house. And what sparked that memory is because um she's always told me that. But my mother, she goes to a I think it's called a national convention. I think that's where she went. And she was like, Oh, um, Tasha Lori, which is her stepsister, and she d- never talks to her stepsisters at all, or her step siblings, or her stepmother, and and she's still alive. But she's like, um, oh, Lori saw you, saw me, and she told me to tell you hi. And I'm like, oh my goodness, I got a ton of finger. But that's who. So her mother had passed away, and she was living in the house. And I don't know how it was in the house with her, with the stepmom, but I just know that she moved out. Well, how does she feel about her dad? Um, how did, I'm not sure because she like I remember when I was younger, we my my grandfather moved to Florida, so him and my the my grandmother. Oh, hold on one oh. second. Okay. You don't want <laughs> oh Lord, man, it's such baby. Okay, so <laughs> what were you saying about her dad? Um, I remember, like, I believe that she loved him, she adored him. It seemed like to me, and she's always like, "Oh, my father, my father." And I remember when he lived in Florida because he moved to Florida, and then he um used to. I think visit or either he used to mail us oranges from Florida. <laughs> yeah. So that was, she just, and I don't remember him exactly, but I remember that part of it. Um, and then I remember, like, with the stepmom, they'd be like, oh, Beulah, oh, Beulah. <laughs> so I just remember the way that they said her name. It was like, oh, this woman. <laughs> My name is um, Beulah. Beulah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and the crazy thing is, like, um, I was just so young. But I remember, like, I'm like, oh, my grandma. I don't know any better. But um, I just know that I don't think that – I don't remember that much about them. I just remember they moved to Florida. I know that my grandfather did pass away when I was younger, um, and I know that – uh, Beulah, which is my grandmother, is she's still alive, but we haven't spoke to her. She still lives in Florida. We haven't spoke to her in years. I know that um, when I see her, her stepdaughters, not her stepdaughters, her daughters, um, they're like my aunt. I'm like, hey, I call them my aunts, like, you know, like regular aunts. I know the one, Lori, when I first got evicted out of my first apartment, um, she helped me she used to work at a checkmate 
And I would go to her and be like, I'm getting, you know, I would need to check. I'm getting evicted. And she would go ahead and just, you know, breeze me through the paperwork and put me in the front so I could get a check not to get evicted out of my apartment. But then what ended up happening was um, I was like, I'm not, I felt bad. I was like, I'm not going to go back to her again and ask her for more money. So I just let it go, and I ended up getting evicted from my first apartment. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So was it a, a situation for your mom where they were like the evil stuff, like she was like Cinderella or something? Well, that's why I don't know. They never even – I never it. asked questions about it yet. Like, you know, when she moved to Florida, I was – probably in preschool. Um, So that's all that I remember about that. And I remember that, like, we would write letters to her and my grandfather, I believe. Um, It wasn't a lot, but we did write letters to them. My mom, she would have us write letters and mail it to them. We were so excited. But that's all I remember. But after my grandfather passed away, um, it was like they just, never kept in contact. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I did hear a story that we had we had beautiful hardwood floors. They used to live up the hill in Neptune. And uh-huh. we had beautiful hardwood floors. And when Beulah came in, she came and covered them up with carpet. <laughs> so, like, <Uh-oh>. okay. <laughs> I would follow on that. Don't cover up yeah. no floor with floors with carpet. <laughs> yeah, that was um, that was the house that they were brought up in, from what I understand. And my mom has um siblings that are older than her, so she has uh three brothers, so two brothers and one sister that was older than her. And then my mother, because my my grandmother had six children, my mother was the oldest of the second set. And then she had another sister and another little sister. So my mom was kicked out, and this is my first time thinking about this. Um, her two sisters, I'm assuming, were still there in the house. Okay. The two wow. little sisters, but everyone else had already moved out. When you think about that, what do, what do you think about that situation from – point of view of being a step-parent and just being a part, a parent, in a, in a, or being a part of a blended family, what do you feel about or about that or think about that? If you could have spoken to your granddad, what would you have said to him regarding the idea of putting your mom out? Um, when When I think about a blended family, especially when it's um, the father is in the house and then it's another woman and I'm like basically in the same situation is that the fathers, especially if it's your daughters, you have to, well, I mean, if it's any child, but you have to um, pay special attention to your children's needs, especially in that situation where the mom passed away, that they could have been really close to the mom. So they feel like they lost the mother and you turn around and just move another, you know, woman in the house. And to me, it seemed like it was fast, but I don't know how fast it was. And then you have these new rules for her children, and, and then you, you know, you kick your child out for something where she needed you the most. I feel like fathers have to be 
very delicate when it comes to their children and a blended family in that type of situation. Um, for the stepmom, I know it's very challenging. It's so challenging. Before I didn't realize it. It's challenging to the mother. Um, sometimes you have to, oh, goodness, I don't know. I know me, I don't know the answer yet, but I know me, I've just fallen back a little bit because I don't want to cause more conflict to stress myself out because I know that I get anxiety. I know that I have high stress levels. Well, when something's on my mind, I can't go to sleep at night. I'm thinking about it. I'm constantly thinking about it and stressing myself out. So sometimes as a step parent, I'm learning that you have to let the parents, I guess, work it out. Um, as far as the outside child's mother and the dad, sometimes they have to work out issues with their with their child. Okay. Okay. All right. You're going to be giving it all to them in a couple of months. <laughs> I was going to say, I can't even figure out the answer yet when it comes to that because I'm still trying to figure it out. I'm like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> You know what you know, and you're doing what you practice, you know, to the best of your ability. That's all that matters. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, um, did we talk about your first eviction? Um, No, we didn't. Um, Let's go through the, the first one and see if we can get to the next one, if possible. Okay. Well, it was only, I only got evicted one time. Um, oh, what ended up, yeah, what ended up happening was I was living in my first place in the countryside, and I was so excited about living in my place in countryside. But the thing is, is that that's when I was working two jobs, and it didn't matter that I was working those two jobs. I never had money to do anything else. It was like pay all my bills, and and then. Uh, pay all my bills, and then basically that was it. There was no extra room for anything else. Um, And even my bills, I didn't have enough money for that. But what ended up happening was my parents moved to Georgia for Uh some reason. My parents moved to Georgia, and they at the time lived right down the street from me. Um, When they moved to Georgia, my brother, who was 15 at the time, was like, I don't want to go. I'm not going. And then my other brother and, you know, and me, we were all close, the three of us. So we were, like, upset with my parents that they would just move to Georgia when he was 15 years old. And we were like, why would you do that? My mom was like, well, you know, if y'all have a problem with him coming with us, then he needs to stay here with you guys. So what ended up happening was my parents moved to Georgia and it's so funny how everyone has different um, <laughs> different versions of the story. But uh-huh. my mother always said, I told y'all y'all got to take care of my baby if I leave. I'm like, okay, well, I don't think it was, like, that dramatic. But <laughs> I think it was like, oh, y'all want to? Fine, keep him. <laughs> but he <laughs> took him, and um, he stayed in the place with me and my other brother. So my other brother moved in with me as well. Mm-hmm. Um, just for the summer, and then he was leaving to go to to go to college, Keene University, um, mm-hmm. after the summer was over. So what ended up happening was my um, CeeLo went to jail, 
And then I really didn't have anything. And it wasn't like CeeLo, CeeLo actually wasn't giving me child support. He wasn't helping me financially. Um, but it was like, came to a point where now that I think about it, I went through like a depression, I guess, mm-hmm. because I had my brother living there. I had, CeeLo was in jail. It was me doing it all by myself. And I went through a depression and I just basically was like, you know what? I don't have enough money for rent this month. I'm not going to pay it. Um, I didn't pay it. And this time I didn't go ask my uh, my aunt for help. And I just let it go. And I got evicted. Mm-hmm. And it was all over $200. Yeah, be kidding me. <laughs> so I got evicted over an extra $200 that I didn't have. Oh boy! So I ended ha- up going to court. Uh, so I ended up going to court, you know, because you have to do the whole eviction process. So I went to court, and they gave me a hardship stay. So I ended up, and they gave me a hardship stay for six months. So I stayed there for six months and kept paying the rent um, until the six months was up, and then I just left after I packed up and left, and not even like, oh well, my brother is here and. I just, like, basically gave up. Mm-hmm. Okay. How did that feel? Um, at the time, it felt like it was, like, believe it or not, it was, like, a weight lifted off my shoulder because it was, like, um, oh, good, now I don't have to pay rent anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and I could try to focus on something else. So I thought it was going to be good until I actually was evicted <laughs> and and Cielo was still in jail. And I had to go, uh, and he was only in jail for 15 months, but it seemed like so much happened within that 15 months. Um, but then I went to live with his mom, and uh, it, his mom wasn't there. I was going to live in his apartment in, uh, what the heck is it called? Lakewood, MLK. Uh-huh. And when I so living there, it was like an uncomfortable territory for me to be in. Now, I had lived there before, but uh, it got when I was, probably when you, by the time you came back. Huh? I said it probably got it worse by the time you came back. Oh, gosh. Yes, yes. So I came there. His mother wasn't there, but his his relative, I think, was there. His uncle was living there. So I was like, well, we got to live here together. So I, his his grandfather was like managing the place because mom had schizophrenic depression and she was in um, one of the state hospitals. So I was staying there until, uh, you know, until I got myself on my feet and saved money to move out. Mm-hmm. So what I ended up doing was, um, what did I do? I was paying like half of the rent, which was nothing, maybe like Three hundred dollars, or maybe one, one maybe I don't know something cheap. I was paying mm-hmm. the grandfather every month, and I stayed there for a little bit. I don't know how long I stayed there. Um, it wasn't long, but I saved up money, and then I moved to Perth Amboy. But I know one of the things that I did when I was living there is I cleaned out the whole place because it was like just nasty. Well, to, it wasn't nasty, but to me it was nasty because I wasn't used to. Live- roaches, and there was roaches in there, and I'm like, I can't live like this. So I cleaned up the place and got all the junk out, and I remember his grandfather was like, didn't say anything to me, but like, you know, Javon, because that's what they call him, I hope she's not throwing out 
you know, the stuff that your mom needs. Because I was throwing out garbage bags and stuff. I'm like, this is ridiculous. She doesn't need all this stuff. So uh-huh. I was throwing out, cleaning the whole place. And it was like, I didn't realize at my time, I mean, at the time, that that wasn't my place to do that. But I wanted to get it comfortable for me and my baby at the time to live uh-huh. there. So um, I got garbage bags. I, you know, cleaned it out, stayed there for a couple of, maybe it wasn't that long, a couple of months. And then I um, finally saved up enough money to get a security deposit to move to Perth Amboy. Now, the reason why I moved to Perth Amboy is because um, – Silo uh, was in je- in the halfway house in Elizabeth, and we planned on, you know, moving up that way because that's where he had got a, a job and everything up there. So when he got out of the halfway house, we we're going to be living in Perth Amboy, and I was going to end up going to Hudson County College up there, mm-hmm. and I planned on getting a job up there. That was the plan. Um, but what ended up happening was Silo ended up uh just people ended up doing oh when he was in a halfway house he ended up getting uh I don't know what they call it but in trouble uh-huh. because one of the things was they couldn't have cell phones and what happened was Silo had put a cell phone like at night he would put it in the ceiling because it was like you know classroom ceilings how you could pop it up pop up ceiling yeah. so he put it in the ceiling and one one day it fell like behind the wall or something and then oh. like a couple of months later they did construction and they ripped out the wall and they found the cell phone and uh Elo got in trouble and got sent back to prison and here I am again in a place where I couldn't afford it that time the rent was eight hundred dollars and I was like I just can't do this so I didn't get evicted but I told my landlord um I was looking for another place I found the place in Jackson and I'm hounding and hounding people like did you guys accept me did you guys accept me I'm calling them every two weeks. Did you guys accept me? And finally they were like, you are accepted. You can move in this date. I was like, thank you so much. So I told my landlord, listen, I'm giving you a month, 30-day notice. I'm moving out. And I ended up moving out from Port Amboy, uh, moving to Jackson. Wow, where at? We're at in Jackson? Yeah. Um, the heck's the name of that place? Willow Point. The um over there is the is it affordable housing? Affordable housing. Okay. I don't know. Yeah, Willow Point over there. Mm-hmm. Um, and the is that my rent in Perth Amboy was eight hundred dollars, and I told the people in Jackson like I know I got evicted, but I can afford the rent. I can pay it. I promise because the rent in Jackson and it was a much better place was only six hundred and eighty six dollars. Ooh. And I thought I wasn't going to get it because I got evicted, you know, before that. But they were like, you know, you have been living in this place for however long, and you have been paying a rent that's more than what we have. And the reason why I had to move, they're like, you know, why do you want to move? And I said, because I have a daughter, and this is only a one-bedroom where I'm living at, and I'm paying $800 a month. But if I come to you guys, it's a two-bedroom, and it's 686 now, the choice at the time that I was waiting on, because it was like I had to leave Perth Amboy, it was just too much for me. Um, mm-hmm. It was either go live, move to Jackson, call my parents, and ask my parents if I can move with them to Georgia. And when it was like down to the wire, like, oh, my goodness, what am I going to do? i gotta, I got to figure out something quick. It mm-hmm. was like 
okay, fine, I'm going to, I mean, they they said you were approved, and I ended up moving to Jacksonville. Awesome. Wow. Yes. Wow. That's crazy. I didn't know you. Okay. All right. <laughs> I think yeah. I was in Perth for like six months. I'm like, I got to get out of here. <laughs> oh, it was enough it, of that, huh? It was so lonely. There was no, and at the time, I was driving from, that's what I was telling you before, from the job that I ended up walking out on because of the lady and everything. I was driving from Perth Boy to Lakewood to drop an eye off because I couldn't afford to put her in, in daycare. And then from Lakewood, I would drive to Ocean, and I would do that trip every day. Amboy to Lakewood, Lakewood to Ocean, Ocean to Lakewood, Lakewood to Perth Amboy. Oh, it was, I did what I had to do. Right, right. Wow. Okay. Um. Yeah. All right, so you moved to Jackson, and um, how was that? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I was so happy. I finally got a nice place. I was so excited on the day of my move. Um, every my brothers and CeeLo finally I got out of jail at this time, and he helped me um, move and everything. And what ended up happening was what happened. Um, this is when me and the lady had it finally. See now it's now it's making sense. Everything was blurring, blurring. But I was like, but this is when the lady and me we had a. When I was making a, a dollar less than her, and she oh, found yeah. I was making a dollar less than her at this time. So I had just moved into my place. Now I'm having issues with this lady. CeeLo had just got home from jail, but we weren't living together. He was living in his um, his mom's old house because she was, you know, in the and still in the hospital. Mm-hmm. But what ended up happening was I ended up walking out on that job, and I'm like, I gotta hurry up and get something because I can't get evicted out of this place. And right. that's when I went to Miracle Air and applied to Miracle Air. Um, but what ended up happening was they hired me. Um, I finally convinced CeeLo to move in with me. I'm like, it's so stupid for you to live over there. Let's just, you know, work it out. You live with me and Anaya, and we could pay the rent and everything, and we'll be good. So mm-hmm. he finally moved in, and I thought things were going to be sweet. <laughs> and oh. when he moved in, um, it was like, my the bills, the rent we split everything fifty fifty. Okay. Now the one thing that he made sure he paid was the the rent, like his half of the rent uh-huh. and half of the food. When it came uh-huh. to everything else, it was like, well, I don't got it, and I'm like, you don't got it. He's like, no, we're gonna have to wait till I get it. And I'm like, what? Oh, <laughs> so that caused conflict. And then it came to the point where I just got tired of him because we would argue, we would fight. He would go out, like, every single night. He would just go out. And it came to the point where I didn't even care. I was just happy that he was going out. And he didn't come home to Lord knows what time in the morning. Um, and then uh, it got to the, oh, and then what ended up happening was he ended up, well, I don't know, <laughs> we, could, we could do whatever. But he ended up uh, moving out. And the Uh reason why he ended up moving out is because we got into a fight one day and uh, and he took his crutches and he hit me in the eye with his crutch and I had a black eye and I'm like, really? So he's like, well, we can't do this anymore and I don't want to be violent in front of Anaya. So he ended up moving out, which I was like, fine, I don't care. I'm tired of him anyway. But he Uh would still come over and visit. 
Now, the way that we really ended the relationship was as he was supposedly trying to work it out with me. I don't know what he calls that. Um, he's mm-hmm. coming over the house. And one day I'm sitting on the couch, and he's sitting on the computer because he would come visit, sit on the computer, oh. I sit on the couch. Hey, I get a phone call, and the person's like, hello, is this Tasha? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and this is a guy calling me, and he's oh. like, is CeeLo there? And I'm like, yeah. Well, and the guy's like, hold on, hold on, hold on. And I'm like, what? And CeeLo's two seconds away from me. And he's like, and this is CeeLo's best friend calling me. And I'm like, okay. And he's like, I want you to write down this number and call me back when you're not around him. I was like, okay. So I wrote down the number. Mm-hmm. And I am and I get up and I'm like, oh, I'll be right back to CeeLo. Now my, my relatives, we lived in a cul-de-sac, and my relatives lived in the next uh, building next to me. So I get mm-hmm. up. I leave the house, I walk out, I go to my, my cousin's house, and I call his friend back. And when I call his friend back, um, he was like, uh, Silo is, has been sleeping with my wife. I was Whoa. like, what? <laughs> oh. oh. Okay. Okay. <laughs> So I said, okay, and I, I'm like, this has to be over. I can't, can't take this. Now, before that, it led up to people kept giving these phone calls, and he's like, man, you're bugging, you're bugging. Like, you don't know. You don't even know what you're talking about. You're bugging. And it was strange to me, but I never paid any mind to it. I'm like, whatever. But now it, it added up after I got that phone call. Like, it was the best friend that was calling CeeLo. Like, I know you're, you're messing with my wife. So I had to, um, I went back to the house. I sat down. I didn't say anything to Silo. And, again, he wasn't living with me, so he would leave at night and go back to his own place. So I waited until he left. And then I called his best friend's wife, and I basically, I didn't yell at her. I had to find a way to get the truth out of her. So I called her. And she said, yes, it's true. Now, this time they were denying it to the husband the whole time. But she's like, yes, it's true. I have been, you know, messing with him. And then what ended up happening was I said, well, we need to call him on three-way because he's, if I just tell him, he's going to tell me I'm crazy. So we ended up calling him on three-way. And she said, well, don't lie to her. You know that we have been messing around for however long, whatever. And then that's what ended Because go back because you know how the iPhone has these blackout spots. So you said what ended up happening, and then I heard CeeLo don't Uh, lie to her. I um I convinced uh the the wife. I said you have to call him or three with me because if I go to him and tell him, he's going to um tell me that I'm lying and I'm crazy and everything. So he's you know he's not going to believe me. And then I basically put on the act for the for the wife and was like, you know, he's really abusive. He's going to beat me up if he finds out that I talked to you. So she felt bad. And then she uh-huh. called him three-way. So that's how I got him to call her, got her to call him on three-way. And uh-huh. when I called her on three-way, she's like, don't lie, CeeLo. You know that I've, we've been messing around. We've been together. And she told the truth. And, you know, I said, you know, it's over. You have to, we're done. Uh-huh. So that was our relationship, like, really done completely. Okay. <laughs> and then how, uh, well, we can get into um, the Cedar chapter a little bit more. 
You sound like I sound last night when I was talking to Naya. <laughs> oh boy, it, it gets like that. I'm, I feel like I'm just, I'm, you know, I was up and I'm aware, but I'm just like really, really waking up uh, uh-huh. now. But um, okay, we're gonna, because I, I kind of want to save. You know, I know he's going to be intertwined throughout all the chapters because he's been, yeah. you know, there for so long. But well, um, was, I'm like, I don't know if, um, because it's like, I don't know if it's like, uh, let me see, like, uh, I don't know if as far as the story, I mean, we can figure it out at the end, but I know that it's, it's not like completely revolved around him, but I know that it has a little bit to do with him. Mm-hmm. But but we'll see. I mean, he's a major part of your life, regardless of you know what was happening or what have you. He's just in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, it reminds me of Anthony. Just they're just always in there, even if I yeah, just flickering. Gut. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So that you know he he's gonna be in there, and then if you want, we could give him a crazy name. Like Charlie, and then it's like, well, you know, I was dating Charlie, and we had a baby, and then you know, as you talk about it, and you make reference to Charlie, everybody knows who Charlie is, and then you can call the chapter Charlie, you know, I like something it. like that. Okay, and, sounds um, good. Okay, cool. So, all right, you you're done with Silo. Mm-hmm. You got your new place. You're working yes. at Miracle Ear. What happens in your mind when it's over with him? Well, that's the thing. So <laughs> this is this leads to because I keep you know mentioning as far as the abortions, but that's when I had my first abortion. It's because when we separated, he knew that I was done. So one day, um, I made plans to go with my family to Florida because I was like, you know what, I'm done. I'm free. I don't have to deal with this crap anymore. So um, I was making plans with my family to go to Florida. But at the time, I didn't have all of the money. Now, what, you know, ended up happening was he's like, I'll go ahead and let you borrow the money. I'm like, okay, whatever. And he's Mm -hmm. like, but one thing. And I'm like, well, what is, no, 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 maybe that's not what it was. Florida. It was something like that. I don't know. He's like, but one thing. I'm like, what? Because I was just annoyed with him. He was just disgusting to me. He's like, I have to, you have to let me have sex with you one last time. And I'm like, whatever, CeeLo. And at the time, he knew. I was like completely done with it. So what ended up happening was he knew that I wasn't on birth control. And the reason why I wasn't on birth control, so there's always a backstory. (laughs) The reason why I wasn't on birth control is because I used to take the depo shot. And I was taking it for years. And what happened was the I used to have like a reaction to my body where my body would get real real hot and then it would get real real cold. Oh um, and then it was real cold. It was like I had like these electric shocks in my body and I was like kind of jerking. I guess my whole body would jerk. So I went to the hospital for this two times because it happened to me two times. It was spread apart and they just I guess gave me fluids and run tests on me and that was it. And they were like, we don't see anything wrong. And the only thing it could possibly be is this shot. I've been on it for years. So what mm-hmm. ended up happening is I just stopped the depo shot. And when I stopped the depo shot, it stopped.
stop that stopped happening to me. So Philo oh. was no longer in the depot shop, but and he had another plan. I didn't know, but he came to me the one day. He knew I was birth control. He's like, I had to have sex with you, you know, one last time, and we ended up having sex. And he ended mm-hmm. up pinning me down to the bed and coming in me, and he's mm-hmm. like. I'm doing this to save my family. And I'm like, are you kidding me? So you decide to get me pregnant so that you could save your family instead of doing what you got to do. Uh-huh. I ended up actually getting pregnant. Very fertile. Um, oh. Yeah. Uh-huh. So I actually getting pregnant. But, but God, forgive me. <laughs> At the time, I um was talking to another person or seeing another person, and I ended up, not the same day, but it was obviously close, and I didn't know that much about my body at this time, having sex with him too, unprotected. God. Okay. And what ended up happening, and the only person that knows this is me and my cousin, <laughs> because I went to my cousin's house, and I'm like, I got to know who I'm pregnant by. I don't know who that is. So I didn't know about the whole ovulation thing, and you should know about that at some point in your life. But at this point in my life, I didn't know anything about it. And um, <laughs> and I'm trying to figure out, like, who am I pregnant by? Mm-hmm. And I couldn't figure it out. And I was like, well, you know what? Or actually, in my mind, I was like, well, I had sex with Cielo this day, and I had sex with this guy that day. So I have to be Cielo's baby because this is how many days away it is. And um what ended up happening was I was like, I can't have this baby. It didn't matter whose baby it was. I just wasn't having a baby because I couldn't, I couldn't do it financially. So I said, you know what? I have to get rid of the baby. And at the time I thought it was Silo's baby. Now the funny thing is that the guy that I was messing with at the time said, and he probably never remember. He, when I was like, Oh, I just wanted to know that I'm pregnant. And he's like, Oh, you know, I'll do what I have to do. I'll do everything. I'll marry you. I'll, I'll take care of the baby. And I said, and I felt so bad after this, I was like, it's not yours, it's Silo's. And then there was dead silence. Oh. Yeah. So after that, I had an abortion, and um, I didn't have any feeling after the abortion. It was like, I just got to get rid of this baby, because I had pure hurt and pain and hatred inside of me. There was nothing else but that. Um, So it was like, in my mind, it was Steele's baby. I didn't want to have anything to do with him anymore. I was done. So it was like, I'm getting rid of it, and that was it. And mm-hmm. then I ended up um, still, you know, breaking, completely cutting Steele off, but still staying with this guy who had a girlfriend at the time. And mm-hmm. after I was pregnant by my baby daddy, he knew. It was like, well, I'm staying with my girlfriend now. <laughs> so I, he ended up staying with his girlfriend. Um but he's still messing with me, telling me all the sweet nothing, all the good stuff. Oh, mm-hmm. I'm going to be leaving her. It's not working out, blah, 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 blah. Um, later on, I got really attached to him. And mm-hmm. I couldn't, in my mind, I couldn't leave him alone. And it was only four months. And I'm like, I'm going to give him one more month to decide, and I'm leaving if he does it. And one more month came, and I still stayed with him. What ended up happening is I stayed with him a year after that, and he ended up proposing to his girlfriend, and they ended up getting married. And I'm, I stopped talking to him for a couple of months, and I'm like, oh, I need my baby. I miss him. And I go back with his behind again. <laughs> Even after he was married? 
even after he was married, he's like, I'm not going to be with her for long. He came with that same story because it worked. He came selling me the same bull crap, and I kept buying it. So his advertisement was working. <laughs> oh, we don't get along. It's not working out between us. Oh, I can't stand her, blah, 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 blah. Um, but what ended up happening was, like, maybe two years down the line, his wife never really found out about me, but she knew there was something going on. And uh, she, like, you know, left him. And I'm like, oh, yay. Well, she kicked him out. I'm like, yay, he's finally going to be mine. So when she kicked him out, he came to stay with me for one day, and I'm so happy I finally got my man. And the next day, he was gone. He just left. didn't answer the phone, nothing. I'm, like, calling him, calling him. Finally, I talked to him, and he's like, "Um, oh, I'm back home at my house. We worked it out. I'm like, no, and I'm crying, and I'm, oh, I wanted to be with you. (laughs) This was going to be us. (laughs) But he went back home twice. I was devastated. Um, Mm -hmm. But I still you know, stayed with him for, I think it was like a year later. And then finally I was like, oh, Anaya came to me and said, Mom, um, when are you and Un going to get married? And I'm like, oh, what? <laughs> and I, that's when I knew I had to, like, stop talking to him because my daughter obviously knew the whole thing about, she didn't know the whole thing, but she knew that eventually she'll get married. And you don't realize how much your children see. And I was like, Anaya, um, you know, we're not going to get married. And then she's like, why? Is it because of that girl? And I'm like, okay. (laughs) I was like, okay, I'm going to have to cut him off. So slowly but surely I cut him off. But he was like, the reason that I kept going back is because he was, as silly as it sounds, it was like I wasn't being lied to in my mind. He had a girl. He told me he had a girl. I didn't. I wasn't the um, the main chick anymore. Being cheated on when he wasn't with me, I knew where he was. It was like a a really? bad thing in my mind, but it it's what um, made sense to me. It was like I was no longer the main chick being played out by this idiot. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. But then another thing too, because I did have another abortion. Um, when he did get married to his wife, the day of the wedding was also the same day as um, uh, CeeLo's mom's funeral. Oh, my and, Yeah. And I'm like, Ugh. I went to CeeLo's mom's funeral, and, and I was there with CeeLo and being his support system. And that week before, I had spoke to CeeLo, and I'm talking to him, and and I was in Florida, so we're just talking, and he's trying to, I guess, like, woo me back. Like, oh, this is a shot that I have because I guess his mom passed away. So I was there for him throughout the time that he was going through his thing with his mom. So mm-hmm. he did, like, say, can I take you out? And he ended up taking me out. And, again, I fell for it. Had sex. Mm-hmm. Got pregnant by CeeLo again. And at, the, at this time, I actually knew it was CeeLo because during the time that my friend – the guy was engaged and, you know, was going through the whole process of, of getting married, I did stop talking to him for at least eight months during that time. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, well, whatever. I wasn't interested in going back with CeeLo, but I was there for him through his mom because his mom had cancer. So oh. I was there for, for that. 
um, and then the the funeral was the same day as this guy's wedding. And that night, CeeLo ended up taking me out, doing the nasty to me, and then I got pregnant. You are funny. <laughs> Uh he's like i hate when you tell stories i'm like whatever i'm trying to be good for mama j but no (laughs) but um, no i I ended up getting pregnant and at that time i was like oh my goodness what am i going to do and then i i called a person that i used to work with she was a little she was older than me she had a family and everything i'm like what am i going to do I can't afford this baby. And at the time, I was, like, on a fence between having the baby and not having the baby. But if I had the baby, I knew that I still wasn't going to be with CeeLo. I was just going to do what I had to do to take care of Anaya and the new baby. Um, And then I'm like, I can't do this. I can't afford this. I can't afford this. And, And then I went ahead and got another abortion. And then after that, I was like, this is not birth control. I cannot do this. I have to be more responsible, and I have to start, you know, getting myself together. So after that, I um, promised myself that I was, you know, never going to have another abortion. And um, I ended up uh, working, like, just basically not working harder, but just focusing on my job and doing what I had to do at Miracle Air so that I can, you know, make enough money and just move on my life. (sighs) So let me ask you, because you talked about what kept you going back to the guy. We, uh-huh. we get that. Um, what what was the sex? Did the sex with the with the other guy, did it have anything to do with the reason why you continue to go back? Um, I think possibly. Now, it was so funny because we had a standing date for sex because I would talk to him all week, and we would end up having sex on Friday night. Every Friday night, he would come to my house, and we would do the nasty, and then he would leave, and I wouldn't talk to him Saturday and Sunday because that's when he was at home with his wife, and he didn't have to go to work. So I'm like, and that's And it happened like that for, I think it was like three years. Um, I would talk to him Monday morning. Until Friday, he was going to my house Friday night. He would tell, he would stay at my house until four o'clock in the morning. He would tell his um, wife that he was out drinking with the guys oh. in Asbury on Ridge Avenue. So she would think that that's where he was. Well, she probably didn't think that, but mm-hmm. that was the the story. And and he was with me. He would go out with the guys, but then after he was done, he would come with me. Now, what kept me going back was that it was like. It was a breath of fresh air. It was like no, there was no responsibility. Now that I think about it, we it's not like we had children together, so we didn't have to argue about that. There was no problems with that. There was no bills that we had to share together, so we didn't have the, the headache of that. I wasn't his main person. We didn't see each other every day. It was just fun. It was like, you know, it was just Would you, like would a, you, uh-huh. Go ahead. I I always say it was like a teenage love. It was like, you know, just having fun. Would you say it was an escape from your reality? Yes, definitely. Okay, because what I'm trying to get to is whether that 
was more prevalent than the sex or whether the sex was more prevalent than the escape? No, it was definitely the escape was more prevalent than the sex because okay. the sex was like, you know, it was just a part of it, but it was more like I was escaping everything. I didn't have to, you just, I didn't have to deal with anything when it came to that. It was just fun. Okay. So we're going to talk about that in the book because people don't, you know, we're, we're always so quick as a society to point the finger, not understanding the root cause. Yeah. And even, you know, not not um, making light of it, but even when people um, commit suicide, it's because yeah. they want to escape, you know? Yeah. So um, people do all kinds of things to escape, but we never really um, talk about the desire to escape the different things that we're doing subconsciously to escape all that yeah. kind of stuff. Uh, the band-aids, as I like to call them, that we just keep putting on these leaking wounds that, you know, don't really um, do do anything but um, provide, you know, some sort of temporary relief. Now, when it came to CeeLo, it seemed like CeeLo may, maybe, you know, just in this snapshot that, Whenever he wanted to get it, he could get it. So it was, yeah, it was not necessarily because it was like, um, I there was a point when I was with this guy that Cielo did come to me and he's like, why would you want to you know mess with a man that has a girl when we could be together and you know we could do this, we could do that as a family, and I'm like, well, because I love him, and I completely cut him out and he just didn't understand why I completely cut him out so when when he when we were when I was with the guy Mm -hmm. he was not even a second thought it was like he would call and I would completely ignore the phone unless he would tell me Mm -hmm. oh I'm calling because I have to do this with Naya the only time that I did do something with CeeLo is when I had first left Mm -hmm. when I first left and it probably was like a handful of times out of a couple of years because I was just so pushed away from that. So he couldn't come over to my house and be like, oh, I'm coming over so we can hang out tonight. I was like, no, what if he calls? I don't want him to know that I'm with you. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. well, okay, so let me ask you, the times that you were intimate with CeeLo, right, what, mm-hmm. happened, what took place in your mind to say, I'm going to give it up? Or was it was it that you were giving, or was it that you were getting? Like what? What it made you just, say okay? Uh, well, the first time was because I'm like, you know, this this is a. Uh, he said this is going to be the last time, and he's going to leave me alone. And I needed the money. That's why I needed the money to pay for Anaya's plane ticket because I didn't have all of it. So mm-hmm. I was like, oh, let's go ahead. It, there was no emotion behind it. It was like I was done. I was checked out. So he was pumping, I was laying there, and that was it. And the second, well, it was the, because I did have sex with him one other time, and then this was the third time when I got pregnant again, um, his mom had passed away, and I'm like, hey, whatever, I'll just go ahead and do it. So was I did it. At that time. Or your compassion for him? Yeah, that's what it was, the compassion for him. I was like, well, you know, whatever. Go ahead and do it. And I 
did it, and, and afterwards he was, like, trying to, and at the time I, I wasn't talking to the guy anymore, but CeeLo was like, okay, I, I got her. I can woo her in. And um, I ended up, uh, what ended up happening? I ended up getting pregnant, and he was excited because CeeLo wanted to have me back, and I'm like, no, this is not, no, we're not getting back together. I'm sorry, because I just knew I didn't want him. Mm-hmm. So the times that we did have sex, it wasn't like there was anything. It was like the first time it was like out of a little bit of me needing it, in desperation, the money. And one other time in between that and then the other time, which was in 2008, was uh, because his mom had just passed away. Okay. All right. All right. This is good because we get to show... You kind of, your experiences bring about every woman, Um, (laughs) which is good because I know you say, well, I'm cleaning it up for Mama J, but Mama J, Lord, (laughs) (laughs) whoa, Mama J got stuff up on that belt, you know, so um, I I understand where you're coming from um, and different aspects, you know, but um, I think it's important to show the different phases that we go through because as women, as we finally get ourselves together, it's like we kind of forget our moment. And so when we meet our other sisters, whether they be white, black, or whatever, when we meet them and we find out that they're, you know, sleeping with somebody else's man, we're like, oh, you know, you know, we forget all about that, and 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 instead of remembering that, you know, they're going through a process. Now that don't mean you could be around my man, okay? Okay, it don't mean that. But what it does mean is that I don't have to judge you because I, I was, you know, I was there. So I think it's good to show the different phases of Tasha throughout the book. Yeah, and we're gonna have to show because they're gonna hate CeeLo. I'm telling you now, when they read CeeLo's chapter, they're gonna be like, "I hate that." Thank you, Charlie. Whatever. <laughs> if we name him Fuquan, they're gonna hate Fuquan. <laughs> they're not even gonna want food nothing from just Chinese food menu. Don't give me take food, young. None of that. I'm not <laughs> nothing with food. Okay. So we're going to have to talk about um, even his changes. Um, you know, you guys could even do a, a, a lemonade and a 444, you know, type of thing. Yeah. If he wants to come out and, and be I like, think listen. He I think he should. <laughs> why not? Well, because well, he should be like, it. I'm not that guy anymore. Yeah, we'll see. We don't know. <laughs> no, he's definitely not the way he used to be, but what happened? You want to talk to you? He's so cute. You say good morning? I don't want to um, go over the time. I just wanted to throw that in there that we get to go to different Summer. Yeah, she's. I think she's talking in her sleep. <laughs> Now they both just waking up at the same time. Now I'm about to have a field day. 
parallel. We didn't know. I was like, oh gosh, something, some things are just so similar. But um, I know, Naya, I'm like Naya. Say with no Lakewood boys, Naya. They just ain't that <laughs> trouble. Naya's like, mom, really? I'm like, I'm serious. They trouble. <laughs> I, that's what I say. I'm like, don't, 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 don't be messing with them Lakewood boys. And Auntie's like, I'm a Lakewood boy. I'm like, well, them Lakewoodians. <laughs> Those Lake Woodians are no good. She's like, stop telling her that. Oh my gosh. Uh, so funny. This one. Oh. So bad. Well, go ahead and and do you and enjoy your day. And um, we're gonna get to. Uh, I need your email address. So when you can, can you text that to me? Okay, I will. Cause I have some time this morning. Cause I don't. The kids are staying with Naya. Wait, he had some. So, <laughs> okay, just email me your, I mean, text me your email address, and then I can start to at least send information so we can start setting up the branding a bit. Oh, sounds good. Okay, and we're going to come up with an emblem that okay. you can use, okay? And and we'll go from there. Sounds like a plan. Thank All you. Right, You're uh, welcome. I'll talk to you soon, okay? All right. Bye. All right. Bye-bye.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.